on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello, welcome to the 24th episode of the Saints Prime Podcast with me, Ollie. Harry. Jamie. <laughs> Mikey. There we go, Hi. awesome. Fluid as always. Nice. Um, so first, first should we go into questions? Sure. Yeah. So we will go for Tom underscore Perry two three three, and I guess this is a reaction from the Aston Villa game because he said, "Why did we sell Matt Target?" Oh, I did hear. Oh right, okay. I was a bit confused then. Yeah, I got it. By um, a very clinical striker called Che Adams. Yeah, it's true. We went up striker to sell Target. That target scored more goals than Chad Adams this season. Right. It's a good point, but if we wanted a striker, we had to get someone out. And the money yeah. that Aston Villa offered seemed too good to turn down. So that's probably why, in my opinion, anyway. Your guys' thoughts? Well, I, made my, I made my point. I'm sticking to it. Mikey? Uh, I, I don't know why we got rid of Matt Target because we don't really have a backup to Bertrand. But, you know. Folks. You would have said uh, Vokins, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but he's injured, currently but... injured and not playing for the under 23. Sam McQueen. So... <laughs> Who's <laughs> injured. Um, <laughs> and out for the next nine months. <laughs> not a left back. He is now. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but... I don't know. But no, the money, to be fair, when, when we sold him, the money was very good for what he offered us at the time. Yeah. And I'm happy for him that he's actually getting his chance at Villa because mm-hmm. I think yeah. he could be a very good left back in the future. He just yeah. Yeah. is very difficult to knock off Ryan Bertrand at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but what he has been doing in yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I think it's just our, our fans are very reactionary in terms of, as soon as a player that we sort of sold, well, we did sell, sort of did something good. They're like, right, it's a disgrace that we sold him, even though we were really, really happy when we sold him because of the money. So why do we sell him that target? Because we do have a backup. It's just, it's not that fit at the moment, but Bertrand's, Bertrand's good enough. So we've mm-hmm. got now four questions from Dan Hurst 96, really? the first one. <laughs> do you agree Ralph is a, is a reactive and not proactive manager in his substitutions? Oh, very good question. That's actually a good question. Um, Is he reactive instead of proactive? Um, I think he believes very much in his own system and tries to give it as much time as possible. I think most of the time he tries to stick to a game plan. So if that game plan's not working, it's almost... But I think sometimes he does need to admit that if it's not working, change it. Um, Sometimes I think he he believes that it's going to turn around, but... You know, by the time seventy or so minutes before he's making a substitution, <clears throat> by that time, you know the system's not working. It needs to be changed. So it, that's quite difficult, actually. What's your guys' thoughts? Well, against against Wolves, he tried to be proactive when he bought on Buffal, like, mm. and he tried to make it the most attacking lineup we could possibly put out there with Wolf Prowse at right wing back, going a bit more attacking than Valerie. Yeah. Um. And then he was reactive in the sense that he realised that Walprout is not a right wing back, and no. we were getting done down that left hand side, so he stuck yeah. Dancer on. But we'll cover the. So, which is yeah. quite a reactive substitution. It's, yeah, it's a reactive substitution, but I don't think that it's a bad thing being reactive. 
Like, if if a situation's not going well, you change it. That's the reaction mm. that you do. Like, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going badly. If you're playing well, you don't really need to be proactive. You just need to yeah. keep monitoring the situation. And, you know, if you're playing well and then you're reactive to a change, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a different part of management, I guess. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Next question. An, in- an interesting thing. Oh. Sorry, an interesting <laughs> thing that I saw in the game, though, was when when the fans started singing, singing Booth out, it was about 30 seconds later he got brought on. So it might have been coincidental, but I thought that was, that was interesting. Mean, as well. You know, sometimes you see players warm up and get ready to put their clothes on to get on the substitution. Yeah. And the fans normally sing their name to encourage him when they're about to come on the pitch. That's mm. probably what happened. Jamie, if you were there, you would have seen that he wasn't and it was only when he was taken off his... Tra- he, he was there well, to be honest, and then he took off his track seat. To be honest, Harry, I don't really think it was that like the fans sung it and then Ralph went... <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I'll get both out. <laughs> no, it was I don't probably mean, the fans and the manager oh, both wanted a bit of creativity that. in that game. Classic. I'm not. I'm not, so, I'm not too sure. Like, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised because Oli, he was there. Of... We can't disagree with him. I mean, that that's, game, that's, just, that's just not what yeah. I said. I said you. You were made. You made a dig at what I said. So then I re- I responded. Okay. That salt I taste in the air. Next question now, Harry. There you go, second attempt, Jamie. Right, okay. Such a strange individual. <laughs> Next Very question from Dan Hurst again. I think having Prowse on just set pieces a waste of a position <laughs> and a man on the pitch. Wait, he, he says what? Getting Will Prowse on just for set pieces? I think having Prowse on just for set pieces is a waste of, pos- waste of a position and a man on the pitch. So he I believes that War Prowse is only on set pieces. I wouldn't agree with that because the run of form is in last season, like towards the end, was excellent. And that's made everyone's expectations in St Mary's things. Oh, he has to be like this every game now. Just when mm-hmm. it's a bit of a bad run of form, everyone's turned against him. They forget what, how he what saved is, us last season with the, like five goals in a few games. Yeah, I get what you're I saying, but I was oh, like, okay. he had <laughs> thought where basically not every player apart from Ronaldo and Messi are going to be consistently amazing. And it's trying to compare it to him. Yeah, Shane I guess. Long. <laughs> Shane well, Long. The thing is, I think Will Prowse gets a little bit more leeway because he's, he's a so-called set-piece specialist. But you know, you look at Che Adams, who doesn't score for two or three games, and he hasn't played in the last couple just because he hasn't got a couple of goals, whereas War Prowse has been in midfield. I don't think he's been on a good run of form, but he's still, you know, instead of coming off the pitch, he gets put forced into right wing back, which is obviously not his position and it clearly didn't work. But then he still got moved two times in that game to accommodate him, even though I didn't really think he had a good game. But it seems Ralph wanted to keep him in and keep moving him around to keep him in the team. When really, I think if he's not working, take him off and... I think we said it last week. Let's let's see Armstrong in that position. Mm. He came off the back of a good international break, full of confidence. We know he's he's good at changing the game attacking wise. He did and it. And he against... can take set pieces. Yeah, he can. Yeah. What was the game that he came on? Uh, the to- the Tottenham game at home. He came on. He uh, was more direct, threw balls, and really got that uh, team going in midfield. Arguably, Warprowse did well in that game to score the free kick. But I think Armstrong <laughs> gives you that direct attacking approach that sometimes you don't get. 
Anyone else at thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair enough. But I like like what you were saying, Ollie, and say, going against what Jamie was saying. I, I don't think any player should be undrawable. And you're basing our selection this season off of what he did last season. I don't quite think that's all right, fair enough. I like how you contradict my point. Okay. Right, so Especially. the next one. Let's have a look. We've got always play like we have ten men on. When should we drop for Prowse? So would you say this game? If mm. would you say should we get dropped this game? One work is otherwise we've gone. We've literally just said this point in a different way. Uh, do it quickly then. I think War Prowse is one of Ralph's favourites because he's. I think statistically he looks quite good. So. Like the sports scientists of Mikey will see on the on their iPads that they do a lot of he does a lot of running and a lot of uh, active sprints and things like that. But I think actually affecting the game, if you take all the uh, the stats away, I I just don't think he really changes that game that much. I mean, against Wolves, I kind of forgot he was on the pitch until about seventy minutes when he took a corner. Like if I'm actually forgetting players are on the pitch, it's kind of like. I don't know. I just feel like they're not really affecting the game that much. The thing is, it depends what role Ralph wants them in there as. Because what it looked like, like, it looked like, especially in pre-season, I know that's going a while back, but it looked yeah. like that Hoiberg and Walprouse were literally bounce boards in that system where we have two or three in midfield. It looks like that their job is not to be the creative spark. It's just to play the ball wide and be engines in there and press. Mm. So it depends what Ralph actually wants him to do. Because yeah. if it is just the running around pressing, then giving it to a creative player like Redmond or Buffal, then he's doing his job quite well. But yeah. if he's supposed to be creating, doing the long passes, direct, dictating tempo, stuff like that, then he's not. No. So it just depends what Ralph wants him to do in the role. Well, in I, was, the I was looking at the his heat map after the game because I was quite interested in what his kind of uh, effect was on the game. And it looked like from the heat map that he was a lot to do with on the right-hand side. So I don't know whether we were doing a 5-2-3 or Walprouse and Redmond were meant to be behind him a little bit and almost like a 5-2-2-1 maybe. But I assume you'd use the width with the two, Redmond and Walprouse. But I've said it time and time again, I don't think Walprouse should be in the middle in the hole or sometimes come to the right for a good cross. But actually... In play, I don't think he's got enough pace or skill to beat his man. And I think his uh, crossing in-game, not on the dead ball, isn't actually that good. So I think on the right, he does get lost in games. And he didn't really work as a right wing-back either. So, yeah, I can kind of see how he got lost, whereas Revan was a lot more direct on the left. Sorry, Jamie, go on. First of all, you said he didn't do it quick. Yeah. But I had a little thing I was going to say. I think it's a perfect chance for Armstrong to come in and take over from take over from what Prowse is doing against a very attacking Leicester side here. So yeah. why not go get some of the attacking versus attacking and bring on the creative player that is Armstrong and mm. bring change that game up? Because right now in one football, 84% of people think Leicester are going to win and 12% think Southampton are. Yeah. So right now, it's perfect opportunity to change up the team. Mm-hmm. Get things rolling. Yeah. See if Armstrong can be that man Hughes thought he was when we are buying him the club. Would you put him in the 4 triple two? I know we'll carry on uh, later on and talk about our Leicester formation but and things like that but quickly would you put Armstrong in the four triple two? play the 272 that um <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, they, they get the reference what two. the Tiago Mosso yeah 
appointed as the well, general yeah. manager. Fed two seven two formation. Why not try that out? <laughs> no, but seriously, where but would you actually say? I think I was slot in that formation. The two three what? What you've got to do, you've got to forget the goalkeeper and you've got yeah. to get the Take numbers they have up to 10. Yeah, no, he wants to play two in goal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, all right, so you could play him the triple two, what, on the right-hand side? Yeah, I would actually get him behind Redmond, give it overlapping play, maybe. All right, yeah, okay. Uh, right, so any other questions, Harry? Uh, we have got... Oh, once again from Dan Percy our Leicester a one man team who scores a uh, team obviously Vardy's talking about who scores like who does score the goals when he doesn't Tillyman's so punctuation um, James Madison yeah Jamie's just listing off as many Leicester players as he can <laughs> I can't, nothing nothing there um, yeah like, Tillyman's and Madison have had a great season so far I think Leicester all round a brilliant team I hate yeah. to say I think we're going to win this game because they're in terrific forms. It is, and they're just they're yeah, they are. They are a good team. Tillerman's got a goal against Burnley, didn't I they? Definitely so finished top four this season. Do you I think they finished top four. The management called it. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not happened just yet. No, but you know, I'm always can, right. To be fair. <laughs> 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 so Vardy's got six goals this season and then the goals are kind of spread out after that so yeah. Vardy obviously is their number one attacking outlet but it's not like it's dry afterwards they've got two goals from Pereira who's playing at wing back uh, yeah Telemann's got two Madison's got two and Ndidi's got two and then a couple one goals there so mm. there's goals all around that team so I don't think that they're necessarily a one, one man team it's just a lot of goals come from a, a very on-form Vardy. Although so, they only have three registered strikers in their squad, surprisingly. Who's mm. the other two? Um, Inacho and Ajonze Perez. Perez. Oh, well, Perez oh, had a Paris. good... Had a good part, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he, had a, he had a good run no, at the end of the season. Spain. <laughs> I think... Six shots, one, three on target there, so the issue get him. He didn't really have a uh, he didn't really have a great start to the season. Obviously, they're looking for maybe another striking uh, outlet instead of Vardy, but they've kind of moved into more of a winger position, which I don't know how that work. But obviously, they're in good form and he's in the starting eleven, so he must be playing somewhat well. So yeah, is that all the questions? Sorry. Apparently, I don't have a view. Uh, all right, I was just going to say that I think the comment that he put uh, was after Brendan Rogers' frustrated figure after their 2-1 victory because he said that they always seem to count on just the same players, so like Vardy and Tielemans, and they, they're not getting enough uh, support from out-wise. So I think that's, that's, where, it's, that's where that comment comes from so I think the only position they're really sort of weak on is outside outside the uh, on the flanks right the final question Ollie underscore SFC who do you play up front against Leicester oh go on Mikey do the inevitable no I wouldn't do it go on well he's got quite a good goal scoring record against Leicester (laughs) doesn't he Shane Long doesn't he like Uh, always managed to get a goal classic yeah. Uh, no, nah, I. Uh, you you've got to stick with Ings. Like you can't you can't change from him because he's in the form of well I wouldn't say the form of his life but he's oh, in he top 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 form at the moment. So, mm-hmm. but it's right. just just about trying. I I'd like to see us create a goal. 
against Leicester. I, I wouldn't like because a lot of our goals have come from forcing mistake, which is yeah. brilliant in the way that we play. But I'd like to see us actually try and create something instead of just yeah. relying on the other team making a mistake. Already, yeah. yeah. Um, Jamie, I kind of cut you off to talk to Mikey, but carry on. What was your What was your thinking? Um, I'm not sure. To like I said, it's gonna be a tough game. Over Fantastic. Week. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit very optimistic about this game. Yeah, but what so... the the question was the striker. <laughs> yeah, who's your trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to buy uh... some time. George, should we talk to a guy then, Harry? What, 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 who would you put up from? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably Come keep it similar. When yeah. Mikey said that Ings is in the form of his life, he, he sort of is because I don't think he's ever scored in four games back to back to back to back before. So. That is that is that is the form of his life, and um, I don't know if I'd bring Che Adams back in. Obviously, Gineppo is injured for the game, so he can't play. Mm. So I'd probably I'd probably in the attacking lineup, I'd probably stick with the same the same uh, same system. Okay, wait. So that system being what five at the back? Yeah, and then with Resmond and sort of Warprouse playing maybe on that right hand side, maybe Buffal. Okay. But I don't. I think against Leicester, they've got defend like good defending fullbacks. So I don't. I think he'd really Buffon would struggle. Yeah, well and Pereira. Um, but the two def- uh, centre backs for we'll cover this when we get to um, Leicester. But do you reckon Ings will have a tough game against the Leicester centre backs, or do you reckon he can get a bit of joy there? As he thrives against top 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 teams, I personally say. Yeah. He looks out for the mistakes they make, and as he pounces, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who Ings is playing. To be honest, it doesn't really matter who Ings is playing against. He always gets chances. He looks out for those mistakes and he pounces. Yeah. I think I think the one problem is that uh, Leicester are quite. I've got quite comfortable centre backs. They're quite comfortable on the ball, especially. I can't. I, I don't know his name. They're the new bloke they've gone at centre back. Who's oh, with Evans? Oh, the guy that's like Prince Charming. What Calgar Sohinku that they got in? The yeah, last I think game. he's quite comfortable on the ball. I've seen him do some Cruyff turns in his own box and stuff like that. Reminds me of an oh, informed character, but um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you cross tones. They're obviously, they're, they're, you go for nutmegs, um, but obviously, they're and quite soft. So it'd be interesting and to I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, on about uh, like the 12th attempt, <laughs> okay. Um, still works, <laughs> but uh, I think it'd be interesting to see if their pressing style can still cause goals through that because if they are comfortable on the ball, will they give as many chances away? We're not sure, mm. okay. Okay, so that's all the questions done, is it? Anyway, any other thoughts? Anyone on that point? Or... Well, no, Wesley Hoyt did Cruyff turns, and you know that's how well it went. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So we've done our questions. Should we have a look at the Wolves game? Obviously, we had two correspondents out there. Had the. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah. So worth it. Not quite. It was. Yeah. It was good fun. It, what do you? What do you mean in that sort of? That's what, a six-hour a six-hour car journey up to Derby. That that was not fun. That's depressing. <laughs> oh. well, Mikey, you're going to watch Wolverhampton, not Derby, mate. <laughs> Why are you driving there for? <laughs> I, see, I was thinking that I was thinking the same joke, but I, did, I didn't say it because. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, it was. I, th- I thought it was a good game, and the, the train up there and back wasn't. There wasn't any delays, so that's quite oh, nice. Right. Oh, <laughs> <shut up> <laughs> um, so if we, we go, should, you asked that, yeah, that, that was the best thing about the game. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about the, the game, train. the train. 
no, I was just giving a just as I was talking to you about yesterday off the podcast. I, I like giving descriptive uh, commentary. <laughs> and that's why the podcast lasts for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm going to go into overall impressions. Did you listen or anything, Jamie? Were you able to, or is it just the highlights that you watched? I've watched the highlights and watched highlights, the two okay. amazing goals we disallowed, and I laughed very much. Yeah, so I'll kind of aim this more at um, Mike and Tiz, who are there. What were your kind of overall impressions of the game? We throughout. <laughs> Uh, throughout the entire game we mm-hmm. looked quite solid defensively Wolves didn't really trouble us we had two VAR incidences and the penalty and apart from that there yeah. really wasn't much else that Wolves did mm-hmm. I can't really remember but it was interesting coming out the game because like Southampton supporters seemed to come out of it and go oh yeah no we'll take a point Wolves probably deserved a win like, yeah. and we'll take a point and then I looked on Wolves' Twitter and they said that they played awful and <laughs> that they got lucky with a point and that yeah. we deserve to win. It was just a very interesting chase of like both fans are quite negative towards the performance. Mm. Wow. Okay. I have some statistics for you all. There we go. Stato Jamie. Statman Jamie. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had, in fact, 14 shots compared to their four. As a whole, wow. 10 more. They were quite lucky, in fact, they had one shot on target, and yeah. that was a goal. Mm-hmm. However, compared to our five, yeah. compared to our five shots on target, it's pretty successful. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say we were robbed at a win. Well, okay. Not quite. <laughs> based, based on the <laughs> Harry, Harry, statistics alone, is odd. If you know and watch the highlights, well, I, face, so Jamie, Jamie, just stop talking for a stop second. Right? Thank you very much. I, th- I think it was a, I think it was a fair result because even though we had five shots on target, only one of them really challenged Patricio, and that that was either the Warpress free kick and the goal. Yeah, so that yeah. the other the other three, nothing really, nothing really happened. And Hoiberg blasted one over the top, not blasted, just curled one over the top so that wasn't too much of a fuss but <laughs> what's a blast because he hit it with the inside of his foot and it just yeah, went but do you know how far it went yeah it went really hard <laughs> yeah um, fair enough and, 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 uh, Wolves, Wolves even though they had only had one shot on target they were unlucky in the two shots the, or not the, the few shots that didn't count on the statistics because it was off of VAR yeah so I think I think I think a very game to be honest yeah. and I think a point's probably probably a fair result yeah, overall. Okay, okay no, I, so I was watching it on um on TV or just on a stream. Um so I didn't really see probably as in person. Sometimes it comes off a little bit differently. <laughs> but I kind of wrote down a couple of things that I saw. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but they uh, Wolves used the, the width for the pitch really well, I thought. When they're in possession, I think the wing backs really t- tucked on the uh, sidelines. So I don't know whether it's the style of pitch or just the way they play, but I thought they kind of really stretched us wide to try and create space. Mm. I kind of, re- I've kind of thought as well. There's a lot of long balls between, but I think we kind of did the thing again that we've kind of been seeing away from home, where it, we we would use a long ball to obviously reset, but to start the pressing again. So yeah, using the long ball almost as a, um, I'm not quite sure the word is, but or as a start to to start pressing because obviously if an opposition defending from ball, the front. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost like a um, a signal. So the manager, if uh, if the opposition does a long ball, I know Ralph's talked about a long ball will be the start of pressing, but it's almost like we started that signal ourselves. So we would put a long ball 
almost for us to battle, or if we lose it, then we can press higher up the pitch. So I kind of noticed we fell into that again, which in necessary isn't a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of Wolves didn't really trouble us too much in their in their transition. It was really a direct ball that went to Jimenez and individual skill that kind of caused close chances, which were um, called off by VAR. But you've got to still call them chances, haven't you? You know, like they got called off, but they were very close in it. Well, they didn't count in, but sorry, okay, no, but it was very small margins that had to be picked up by VAR. So. Still ruled out on me. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. No, the first the first one wasn't because the linesman did call the handball. Exactly. So. But it, yeah, it showed, it showed that Wolves did have the potential. I know they didn't count because they were against the rules, but they, they still showed they had class there to get into those positions in the first place. Um, but yeah, apart <coughs> from that, yeah, the, the, the final thing that I kind of noticed was our formation. Obviously, with five at the back, you do sacrifice that um, possession in midfield. I just thought when we're defending, I don't know if you guys noticed it, it looked like the wingers tucked in to kind of create almost four in midfield. So when we broke away, Warprouse and Redmond would split yeah. off. But that extra centre-back kind of meant we lost an attacking playmaker in the middle because I think Hoiberg and Romero would build up that um, play. But I think by having an extra defender, we kind of lost that attacking outlook. So maybe if we had a someone in that position like Armstrong and we're comfortable enough to put four at the back, possibly we could have someone who could be more of an outlet, more of an attacking player to release the width down the wing or find the striker a little bit more. I don't know whether that's just because of sacrifice five at the back, but yeah, it's kind of my overall thoughts of the game. Yes, I thought the the long ball caught us out for the first um, the first disallowed goal. And I don't think, I can't remember Vestergaard being caught out by it again. Or like the entire back five being caught out of it by again. I think that was the one long ball and then Vestergaard sort of dropped off or marked him in as a bit more. And yeah. he looked a they he looked a little bit more solid. The second yeah. VAR goal was Benarek and Yoshida miscommunicating. They both yeah. sort of stepped towards the ball and they stepped away from the ball. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't really talk to each other and didn't command it. No. And then that created Maybe the space for them to run on for it. Yeah. And then um, I think there was a rebound from Gunn that possibly could have been pushed in a... I, I don't know. I think it's a kind of... I think, I think it's, a, it's a good save, but he... he um, Pushed it back into he the doesn't, play. Well, no, he, he didn't push it out. He tried to push it wide, but I think there was just mm. so, such like little pace on the shot mm. that yeah. when he did push it, there was no momentum of that ball. It was just him pushing it. Yeah. So it didn't go as far as it probably could have yeah. if, so if of... the shot was a little bit better. So if like if the shot was better, Gunn would have made a better save, and that mm. ball would have gone out for a throw-in. But because yeah, it was just so weak, that I it's don't a, I don't think Gunn was expecting. You it can't criticise the the idea. It was the right idea. It just didn't really come off, did it? I yeah. guess it was kind of hoping maybe a bit of the pace coming out of the ball a little bit. Yeah. Um, However, would yeah. you say the penalty was justified? I mean, we've not even got to the yeah, chronological order. How did that go through the game? Um, overall pressure. So start the game. Um, like I said, I think we kind of set in a five-two-three. Would that be the best way to describe it, or five-two-one? Yeah. That yeah. kind of yeah. kind of formation is the way that I I kind of saw it. Again, not not much of a um, uh, attacking outlets there, but it it did a job. Uh, Valerie picks up an early yellow card. Um, yeah. No surprise. Uh, yeah, it kind of it was quite a rash challenge. Do you, do you guys remember? Yeah, I think it was early in the game. I, I remember thinking it was quite high. 
I remember Harry turning to me and saying that's a bit unfortunate because it was his first challenge. Yeah. So I, I, the challenge, mm. We were on the opposite side of the pitch, but the challenge still looked quite rough mm. from like our end. So I, I thought it, it probably was a yellow, but I, I don't know. I never watched it back. Um, yeah, okay. And then early injury for Wolves. It'd be quite interesting to see how <laughs> they would think their, uh, that game would kind of what was the, uh, what you're laughing so, at. It, it was um, Redmond literally sat him down and he went off after that. Yeah, like, it, was, it was quite a funny instant that 20 minutes in, he went up with cramp because he couldn't keep up with Redmond. <laughs> yeah. And in turn, that, oh, that, that, substitution, that substitution brought on Vallejo and he's mm-hmm. the one who made the mistake for the resulting goal. Yeah, so, that's true. So, yeah, that um, did. And you kind of think maybe that that early change in centre-back kind of changed their... <laughs> Their tactics, their yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's was tactic all along. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you know that that's got to make a bit of change. And then I can't really. But then was it Jimenez's chance next? I think hmm. I don't know. That was around thirty minutes. I think I'm not too sure. Minutes. Was that around there? I might have to have a look. But I'm just trying to remember. I think it was early in the first half. Was it? Or did we already get? No, we went one nil down. That it got. Called off. Uh, yeah, I believe that's the Jimenez chance. Just think yeah. of because I can't remember writing about a, another Jimenez chance in there. Um, yeah, I think so. Well, he had two goals called off, didn't he? In the penalty, yeah. was the final one he scored. Um, but yeah, I think it was. It was around thirty minutes. The first one came in. Uh, I'll just check quickly. But yeah, I, I believe it. It was. Um, so it was. It was called his handball, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. So the, now, what was your guys? Did you think that was a harsh handball, or do you reckon mm-hmm. it was? No, it's pretty clear. Handball's yeah. hand, handball's handball when it leads to a goal. Yeah. If it hits his hands, <laughs> where accidental or not, if it controls it or not, it mm. still counts. It's still destructive. It's always destructive play. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the new handball rule coming in as well. Instead do of the you silhouette. Agree with that, or what's your opinions on that? By the what's way? that on the new handball rule? Mm. I'm not too sure. If I'm happy with that. Um, I think. Uh, I I think there should have been a little bit of of leeway with that. Not with the Jimenez one, but I think the thing with the handball is if you clearly cannot control it and you can't move your arm or something or it's into your body, I don't necessarily think that's your fault. But, you know, if it's not your fault, if you haven't done it intentionally, I don't really think you should be criticised like that much. But if it's like leading to a chance or it's definitely, you know, moving towards a goal-scoring opportunity, I think that's when the the leeway kind of comes off because it's gaining an advantage so okay now that's my kind of take on it but it was called as um what's called a handball so where was that that was around um half time i'm just kind of looking through we kind of got into the first half um and that nothing really came um into it was it with nil nil at half time is that yeah. my correct yeah because their, their yeah. second goal got disallowed and it was quite interesting yeah. I think it, was like two, it took two and a half minutes and none of the really? like, not to what I remember none of the Southampton players called it for offside like uh, wanted to it to be what offside was it, what was in terms like of they didn't the say it was while waiting for that um, well, I know I, a lot of people we criticised thought, we VAR. thought it was a goal because it wasn't until they got to the halfway line and then said VAR check so the uh, the Wolves fans to our left were very impressed with their one nil leads. Uh, they thought <laughs> at the time mm. and uh, showed it to us, which was rather nice of them. Mm. 
But um, yeah, it took two and a half minutes. None of our players called it because they didn't think it was offside because uh, they didn't know where it would have been offside because it was only fractional, fractional, fractional words. Yeah, and I'd it say was so, about Harry. twenty to thirty seconds before before the goal. So it's uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then we went into half time it being nil nil after two disallowed goals. We make a um. A good start, I think, coming out, <laughs> coming out of the uh, the half, we look good. Obviously, Danny Ings got his goal from Wolves being sloppy around the back, getting like we have pouncing on chances. Oh, I love fantastic high. header from Hoiberg. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it's um, it, I I think it's good that the pressing tactics coming off. Uh, I'm still a little bit hesitant that hopefully. Uh, the pressing isn't our only way of scoring goals and like Mikey said earlier there is another way hopefully to try and pick up some uh, chances and it's not just through the pressing but it, again it's nice to see that it is still we're still getting goals from it um, so yeah the net until uh, so yeah we've got a goal on 52 minutes um, and then we've got this we go straight to the penalty because it kind of went yes uh, yeah, was it on. a penalty yes or no Harry first do we not even we didn't even really cover the Danny Ings goal but what else do you want to kind of say I was just going to say when it went through Connor Cody's like accidental handball sort of set up for Danny Ings because it it drove the ball lower straight to his feet rather than bouncing up but that's that's what I was going to say say on that point and I thought he finished it well he shielded the ball away from Bolly very well who's quite quite a bit bigger than him and mm-hmm. stuck it away well and it's a good knee slide as well yeah he but, does um, a good knee slide kept going yeah <laughs> okay uh, anyone else any any thoughts on the goal Shane Long would have finished it as well <laughs> good to say anyway yeah the, their goal their penalty Jamie was really wanting to say it earlier so we'll give him the first we'll mm. give him the first uh, mm. opinion it's it was a tough one, I think. I think the ref got the decision right in the end. However, it's, it's it's annoying because I think we could have held out the win if it wasn't for that penalty. But is is on the verge, in my opinion. But if he got the right decision in the end, yeah. Yes. Um, I, th- I think the mo- the motion is he kicked. I can't. Was it Doherty who got fouled? Yeah, Doherty. Yeah. yeah. So I think Doherty kicked Hoiberg instead of Hoiberg mm. kicking Doherty. But the problem is, is that Hoiberg's leg is there to be kicked. Mm. So uh, it's it's one of the ones, if the ref gave it, then VAR was not going to overturn it. But if the ref didn't give it, VAR was not going to overturn it. It's one of the close ones that you just Subjective don't... Subjective ones. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't mm. know and it was going to be like given or not. Uh, you can argue both for and against, can't you? But I think it was almost... Uh, we were kind of punished for being not not indecisive, but not strong in the challenges, making a definitive answer. We kind of, there was a couple of players around him, let him go past. Hoiberg's kind of dilly-dallying around him, which in the end means that he's impe- uh, Doherty's shot is impeded by Hoiberg's foot. It's, n- it's not necessarily an active challenge that's caused the penalty, but by not being decisive for either showing him wide or getting in close, it, that kind of half measure has really cost the penalty. So mm. I'm not too frustrated with it. I'm more frustrated with the actual, the challenges and the decisiveness of the actual challenges there, not necessarily the penalty call. 
thing is, there were so many people in that box as well that mm-hmm. I think five of our players could have taken him down. I think a couple of Wolves players could have taken yeah. him down as well. <laughs> like, it it was so crowded in there that there was going to be, like, some sort of contact. Yeah. And it was just whether the ref was going to give it or not. So, that was... That was the main thing. Mm. And he stuck it away well as well. I don't like the stupid skip. Like, the penalties. <laughs> like, the yeah. stupid little jump before that Jorginho and Jimenez both do. Mm. And... It really annoys me, and I think it should get banned. Because I swear, like the stutter, the stutter got. No, it, it has to they, be. They're still uh, moving, though. They're still moving. It has to be. I don't apparently... care. Because <laughs> you don't uh, like it, you want it yeah. banned. Yeah. You don't it's like got, apparently, it's got to be continuous, continuous motion forward. So the the idea that Balotelli would stop is uh, illegal and gaining advantage. However, they would they would argue that that while they're still in the air, they're still moving forward, and it's. It's a workaround of the fainted penalty. So, yeah, there you go. Um, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so there's any kind of build-up towards the end of the game. Obviously, it's one or What was your kind of final thoughts? Because we'll try and wrap it up towards the Leicester game so we can uh, have a little look at that. What was your kind of final I, thoughts? I didn't think the they were going to score. I'll have a look. Like they, like as, many, as much as like they probably put in quite a few crosses into the box, we dealt with them all right. I thought Vestigar was very, very good defensively from crosses in that game. Yeah. Because I thought he, maybe when... He always the, got his head on it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. when it's coming across sideways, he can really use his dominance in the air to kind of get that. Finally using his height to his advantage. Well, I think he's always <laughs> been good at def- uh, corner clearances and uh, corner uh, clearances from uh, crosses. I just think it's when he's it's coming straight on, it's more of a direct and he's got to kind of mm. win that aerial battle with a striker either behind him or in front of him that kind of aerial duel that he's not quite good at. Whereas when it's... I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's just his positioning that he gets caught out sometimes when like a ball over the top or something like that. Like, he, he just gets caught out because of his pace and the fact that it probably takes him a second longer to turn around than most yeah. other players. So I think that's the reason why. That's the only thing that I can think of. Because like, he, gets, he gets a lot of stick from Southampton fans. But... Like he gets caught out one way, and the problem is if he gets tar- if they target like I can see Leicester targeting Vardy to sit on Vestergaard and yeah. just running behind him constantly. Yeah, and that's but the if he if he has a performance like United where he cut out Rashford, then he can cut out Vardy on Friday night. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's whether he is fully concentrated for the ninety minutes or not. It's like Yoshida took a couple of years to actually get fully <laughs> up with it yeah, and yeah. concentrating in the Premier League. So it might take Vestergaard a couple of years. But I think and, he's still a very good centre back and we should keep with yeah. him and not we, let you him talked go. about the Leicester game there. Just before we jump on to the Leicester game, we've got that final kind of twenty minutes. Um so we did a couple of substitutions mm-hmm. and apart from those uh, any other kind of thoughts on the kind of substitutions in those last 20 minutes was, of the game? It was just well, weird, the substitutions, because yeah. he took Romeo off for... No, he took Valerie off for Bufal and started yeah. Walprass at right back. Right, right And back, then yeah. when it wasn't working, I think Jota came up went... on the left, and knee and was yeah. really dangerous down that left. Mm. So yeah. he obviously he pulled it. But, there you go. Earlier linked to earlier. Reactive and saw that... Um, uh, Ward Prowse set right wing back didn't work, so put him back in the midfield. And then uh, Danso comes out wide, and uh, Ward Prowse fills Romeo's position in CDM, which obviously, Mikey, you said you'd quite like to see 
War Prowess in that CDM role. Anything there that interests you? I know he didn't have much time, about 15 minutes, but... Well, yeah, no, the problem was, was we didn't have a lot of the ball for the last 10 no. minutes or so. So there wasn't... It, I think we accepted a point with 15 minutes to go and we yeah. were fine with coming away with a point mm. and that's sort of how we played for the rest of the game. We didn't really create a lot after 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Mm. And also, I would, Harry, have, I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see either Shay Adams or Shane Long come on up top for like yeah. the last ten minutes or so, yeah. just just to add a bit more of an outlet. Because Ings did well with some of the headers, but mm. like Long can Long can probably win a lot more headers than Danny Ings can up top, and just delay Wolves playing a little would bit you t- more. Would you take off centre back? Who would come off for that uh, substitution? I would Obviously, have just taken Ings off. Because oh, Ings okay. looked puffed yeah. um, by he, the 80th minute. And also, you don't want him to get injured. So no. I would have just... He did his job well, and I would have just taken we him off. We did use all three of our subs, to be fair, even if it's just five minutes, so Shane Long could yeah. close at the back, provide an outlet. I think that's quite a good shot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry, I was going to ask you about um, Bufau, um, just about the fact that the, the fans were calling for him to come on for the final 15 minutes. Uh, in my view, I think he didn't really get involved in the game that much. But how how did he fare between the idea of that creativity coming off and him not being on the pitch? How did that kind of that balance come for you? I think it was the right decision. I don't think they took the right man off. I think they should have taken Wal Prowse off. But I think I do think it was the right decision because he is yeah. our, our most creative player on the bench. And the the problem is, and we definitely heard from the fans behind us as well. When he lost the ball, he didn't really track track back. No. He didn't do what War Prowse was doing on that right attacking midfield role, um, track back and help the team defend as much. He did win us a free kick that James War Prowse was unlucky with that Patricia yeah. saved. Lois, kind of... Lois was left that might fit in the post anyway, but I don't think he had that much of an impact and I don't no. think him or... I think if they put Stuart Armstrong instead, for example, I don't think there would have yeah. been much difference in the chances I think, I think the thing is with Buffao, he's got clear class and the fact that if one of those 40-yard passes or that skill when he turns him twice comes off, there's a goal there. But the thing is, none of those went right. And I think also he kind of slipped into Buffao of old. We didn't see that, that yeah. pressing style. We kind of Maybe it's because he didn't come into the game. He just got thrown on with the game and kind of went into his his natural idea of just walking and not pressing. Maybe when he starts, he gets more of that kind of alertness. But... Yeah, I kind of think he slipped into booth out of old and didn't really affect the game that much. But yeah, that's kind of my... I think... Sorry, I'd say if you come off the bench, I think that's when you have to have that sort of impact in terms of your work rates more than anything else. Because if you want to start the next week, you've got to show in the 15 minutes that you're on why you deserve to have started in the first place. And I don't... Mm. With his work rates, I don't quite think that was the case. Yeah, he did all right here and there but I don't I wasn't really that impressed and yeah. I don't think the fans that day were to that were that much either so no okay so I'm just a bit aware of time so any other kind of final thoughts on the uh Wolves game or nothing really no not, not okay. really no. all right uh so quickly look at Leicester then I don't really want to do um a full analysis of the team because it, like it seems like we do that every week but Kind of four at the back is kind. Of, is that what we're kind of thinking against Leicester, or would you like to see five no. at the back for security? With with I would stick with the lineup that played against Wolves because I don't think they did badly. Only only conceded a penalty, and that's the only thing that they scored on. Didn't really threaten us throughout the game, apart from the two VAR goals. Uh, apart apart like I couldn't. I thought we played well. 
uh, last Saturday. Yeah. And I would happily, I would happily see the same team start again. Yeah, yeah. it'd be good to have a bit of um, chemistry between that five at the back, have a full solid team that played as a five together again. So, um, I think the one decision we kind of talked a little bit earlier. Would you like to see Armstrong for Warprouse, or do you think Warprouse yes. will stay? Uh, I think Warprouse will stay. Um, yeah. I can. Oh, it's going to be difficult, difficult for Armstrong to get into the midfield because obviously yeah. Hoiberg's the captain, Romeo's the rock, and Warprouse is like the Ralph's favourite. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's what Warprouse always seems to get that role recently, like under Puel, Pellegrino, and Hughes, <laughs> that he's just that little, the lad that everyone likes. Yeah. So. I think I think he'll he'll stay. Um, yeah, no, not not the two lads behind him. <laughs> yeah, like that's what to... I like him, but not yeah, from, uh, um, got spat on us. quite a bit. Yeah, so we've got a lot of yelling. Yeah, um, so yeah, that, I, I yeah I wouldn't be surprised if we get the same sort of team. Um, is there any particular parts of the the Leicester lineup or their attacking game that you feel could be an issue for the game on Saturday? It's just the amount of Friday, bodies they even. get forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, wing backs. They really... thing is, they really commit players forward. And like, if if there was one change I would make to the side, it would bring Shea Adams in for Walprouse. Because yeah. okay. we could... With with the players that they get forward, they only leave Ndidi sit... Well, Ndidi sits sometimes, but not all the times. And they've got the two centre-backs. So if we can have a break of Ings, Adams and Redmond, that would be incredibly scary for Leicester and that might uh, force their fullbacks back so they're yeah. less effective so it, I would find that interesting but I don't think it will happen and I think Shea Adams one of Adams, Long or Booth off the bench will be just as effective mm-hmm. as starting them so mm. okay yeah any any wishes just as a kind of final thing unless you've got any other wish things to win wish yeah. to win yeah okay <laughs> wish to win okay so but anything else Harry anything like that that you um, kind of wish wish to see like that I wanted Dan so last week, but because of our defensive performance last week, because I've well Darcy, <laughs> Darcy, but uh, because of our solidity, apart from the two goals that are disallowed, and I think I'm happy to <coughs> keep the normal back five. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy to keep the back five okay. that we have at the moment. I'm not I'm not too fast as much as I do want Stuart Armstrong to start. At some point, I'm happy to keep Walprouse in there because I don't think mm-hmm. he had as much of a bad game as the two lads behind us said he did. So, um, but if we yeah. do, if we do take off a right back, make it Walprouse. Don't make it Valerie. That's my yeah. one request, and be more reactive with substitutions. Do it yeah. earlier. That's my only sort of thing. That's the thing every week that I say, and then it doesn't happen, and then I say it the next week. Yeah. So Maybe we should just stop saying it then. Okay. I've I've said every week that Shane Long will score a hat trick, so maybe that's not the wish. That okay. <laughs> right. So should we do uh, predictions? Is there any predictions you have for the game? Just like a final score. Walprouse or... will at some point play at right wing back. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you so what the what the scores do you reckon? Um, yours, Harry first. Well, I predicted mm. I predicted one all last week in my in the unbiased shoot and it paid off. So I'm going to try yeah. and be unbiased this week and say that we're going to win two one. Two one, okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Jamie, what do you reckon? Two 0 Leicester. 
2 0 last. Oh, okay. Oh, that's depressing. There's so we're gonna we're gonna end our scoring streak. We're gonna lose two <laughs> nil, and we're probably gonna go into the relegation zone. Fantastic. Oh, right, right Ollie. I'm gonna keep it upbeat. My heart's saying I reckon we could get a two all. I think against the Champions League a team in the Champions League spot um, on red hot form we've come off the back of a a, a a foundation block against Wolves I reckon we can get a couple goals at home I, I reckon a two all would be a, a reasonable score obviously I'm, I, I could I could be an optimist and say oh, I was going to be a free one but I reckon we could see a tool. Uh, I don't want to predict a loss. I reckon we could see a tool. I think it'll be 2 1 because we won't stop Vardy. Vardy will get a goal. Uh, but yeah, chain long double off the bench. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Fantastic. Uh, is there anything else or should we kind of uh, leave it there for this week? I don't think there's, there's too much else. I think we've covered pretty no, much uh, everything. I don't Yox want to talk about fantasy. An absolute shocker. On fantasy, so I'm, I'm happy not to talk about it. Yeah. Um, do you have a quick little whoop, see who's not, uh, first at the moment and kind of move oh, on? I, I didn't have a I got, great week, to be fair. I got, I got yeah, 41 points, so I got four above average, but it was a really low scoring week this week. Um, so I'll have a look and see who is top. So I'm 14th in the league, Andy Turner, 510 points. Uh, 510, 517 actually. Um, Number one in the Saints Prime Fantasy League. So, well done to him. Um, I don't know who got the most amount in the actual league, but it looks very score. I'm seeing a lot of 20s, 30s, 40s. A couple of 50s, but not many. So, obviously, a, a low-scoring week for most people. Any other fantasy things, or you kind of want to keep I've, I've, not, I've not looked at it yet, to be fair. I, no. I think I got, like, 30 points last yeah, week because Salah didn't week. play. So, I think someone came off the bench and got me, like, two points. Jamie, so. you went for a bold triple captain. Did it pay off? I got six points, so you <laughs> say that as you will. <laughs> well, okay. Which uh, one did but... you? Was it Aubameyang or Abraham? What one did you go for? Abraham. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. You, you went for you went big, uh, but yeah, to be fair, it looked like quite a good fixture. I thought he was going to get get something, but I'm from, I'm really no. have a tune <laughs> turn up for big games. That's the, uh, okay. Learn. All right. Well, triple captain Shane Long will be playing. <laughs> Um, I haven't got anything more to say. Have you guys got anything? Nope. No? My okay. key is good at football and will score more goals to pass it to the season. Thank you very much, mate. Thank okay. you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for the uh, socials. Harry, how can we get in touch? So, we'll be uh, on Instagram, Saints Prime. I release the questions. And also, when this podcast gets released, I'm going to also set a poll to see if you'd rather have these on Fridays or you'd rather have these on Mondays. Oh, that's nice, actually. So, you have been thinking about it because it gives you more time to listen to them before the game. So, I think it'd be a good idea. But, um, yeah, crazy see, idea. Yeah. Uh, see if you can get, uh, get in touch, tell us what you'd like. Um, but then we also got Twitter as well. Um, be alert. So pods. Yeah, if you stick on notifications, you'll get a notification when, as soon as we put the podcast live, it'll be early Fridays, but it could change to Mondays. So, if you want to... Um, Keep, in, keep on that and know the schedule, know when everything's happening, then, um, yeah, have a look on the Twitter. Apart from that, I think there's everything else, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it's been me, Ollie. Harry. Jamie. <laughs> no. Look at that. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys. next time. Thanks. <laughs>